Navigating Empire Princess saluting episode of the Brothers of Discussion. <laughs> I just did it. I did a John Cena salute. I, I take that back. Uh, uh, we're going to talk everything from an eye for an eye match. Make some time for those crazy flat earthers from Georgia. Looking at you, AJ Styles. And we're going to conjure up some excitement for Impact Wrestling. That's what we need is more wrestling. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Stupid. That was and for course, AJ, not for... Oh. oh, okay. Well, yeah, a lot of stupidity going around. And, of course, Matt, it wouldn't be an episode of the Brothers of Discussion if we didn't declare a winner of this week's Wednesday Night Wars. Matt, we're going to have time for that and so much more. Time permitting, of course. Uh, before we dive in, Matt, this week is literally a hot and spicy episode. I got some new food. Um, I know we like to do restaurant shout-outs on our hockey show, but this is Japanese-style spicy fried rice. And it's Woo! got garlic and jalapenos and an ambulance. I know. there's Somebody's dying nearby. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got big cloves of garlic, big old chunks of jalapeno, and it's from a place called Pai Tai, so it's really good. Uh, Matt, nice. I know that uh, you have a baby, and we share some parents. Uh, how is the spiciness at your house? How's it going over there? Uh, it's doing okay. Uh, it's not super spicy. I made, uh, uh, Michelle and I, uh, my wife, our new favorite uh, dish that I make is I take uh, ground turkey and uh, I um, puree spinach, feta cheese, and onion, and I mix it into the ground turkey, uh, throw an egg and make a couple patties, throw it on the grill, just mwah, perfection. I... I when I make a beef burger, nothing compares. But, like, if I'm making a sandwich outside of a beef hamburger, this is the best thing I've ever made. Like, nothing compares to just straight-up beef, a little bit of salt and pepper. But, goddamn, turkey no. mixed with spinach, onion, and feta, it's just, it's you so mean, good. I still think fondly of your Coca-Cola cayenne pepper ribs. Those are really good, too. Well, yeah, that's ribs. That's a whole nother. By the way, everybody... Kroger, uh, just give them a quick shout out today. I've been doing the uh, delivery grocery. It. Help them out. Help your oh, local God damn Kroger. It. Well, this is gonna do the opposite. <laughs> How if you if you don't have pork, what what would you pick up? Well, let's say you're you're an Instacart shopper for Kroger. It's there's your your two options are nothing or something else. And what I got when I asked for a pork butt to make pulled pork this weekend. What I got instead as a replacement because they were out of pork butt is 36 chicken wings. What the fuck? <laughs> so Michelle and I are putting away the groceries and we're going through and she's like, what's all this chicken? And I was like, I don't know. I got some weird texts that said, they were giving us, like, there, it was like meat-replaced chicken wings. And I just looked at it, and I went, well, that's that's a typo. That's not a thing. 
I didn't want chicken wings. <laughs> and, then, and then we go through and put all the rest of the groceries away. No pork butt. So Kroger just went ahead and decided that, all right, no pork butt. We're just going to give them 36 chicken wings. Not, this, not 12. This is meat. This is meat. Fatty will eat this. Ah. Here you go, fatty. So we'll, we're going to be smoking some chicken wings this weekend and, and next weekend and the weekend after that. Um, because it's just not, it's just not a food replacement by Instacart unless you buy the same exact dollar value, no matter the meat. Michael, <laughs> uh, Michael I know you're really going to miss Kyrie saying, well, here's Cedric Alexander. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, no, I mean, like, you know, maybe another female wrestler. No, you're getting Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander. <laughs> All right, well, uh, on this week's episode of White People Problems, um, no, I, uh, everybody, if you want to check out more White People Problems, head on over to bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. Thank you so much to the um, hundreds of people that were checking out our Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre work. Um, I, 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 I was really happy to see. Yeah. I was really happy to see how many people uh, went to uh, check that out because that really did take uh, quite a bit of time to put that all together. So that that was uh, that was fun. And, and while I was doing it, I came to the conclusion. I, I didn't do this on last week's episode, uh, but I came to a, a brand new conclusion about like this this being uh, the creation of Dolph Ziggler, the bad guy, despite when uh, when we were uh, a year prior. Dolph Ziggler was the good guy, and Drew McIntyre. Actually, this is this is two years ago. But yeah, yeah. Drew McIntyre takes out Dolph Ziggler, and Dolph is the sympathetic figure. And I just looked at it as like, oh my god, this is douchey Bruce Wayne creating, you know, the Joker kind of thing. I, I just like when you look at it from that perspective, and then all this time goes by, and then all of a sudden Dolph just reappears as the supervillain and bringing in, you know, old friends like uh, Heath Miller or. Heath Slater, however you want to call him these days. I say Heath Ledger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Heath Ledger. Exactly. He rolled in. Um, you you really started to see what a great story that actually was. And I, I was happy I took that that uh, that time to go through it because the WWE absolutely did not take the time to look at how great the story was. sprinting through this story. Yeah. we got to get through this and have a payoff match. Stat! They and were... let's have a rematch the next night. Come on! They really could have turned this thing into a you created this, Drew, uh, kind of story. And I, they really missed the mark when I took a look back. But ultimately, super happy with the match. Uh, but if you want to check that that story out and uh, so much more, uh, go to bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. You can follow us on Instagram at brothers underscore of underscore discussion. We are on Twitter at bodpodcast. You can find our live wrestling discussion group that just last week with by surprise this is organic so we haven't been asking people to join the group and i just took a look and lo and behold we went from the last time i checked it was like 200 and now 500 over 500 members oh yeah and uh we're coming damn, it's beautiful i uh, i'm loving it like uh we're we're getting on on the top like 100 of wrestling groups on facebook there's a lot so it's oversaturated but to know that people are still getting bored of other wrestling groups and deciding you know what there's actual conversation happening on this page. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty proud of everybody on there. And um, 
The usual suspects, you know, the Amy's, the Chris's, the Andres. Brandon has I been an MVP. Uh, Absolutely. Like, Chris, welcome back, man. Um, missed you. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, I put out today, I put a review out. It was actually somebody screenshotted the IGN uh, review page, which gives things, uh, they, they stopped doing, like, decimal points on the rating system. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you, you see this? You guys see this in the news? You see this? Um, <laughs> quick, quick. Oh, uh, well, he goes real quick too. I was gonna say Gregory, uh, Gregory T. You might just go by Greg, but he's been a really strong contributor too. I didn't want to forget him. Oh yeah, thank you. Um, but everybody's been making fun of IGN and their their new review system that just goes, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, because they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and they feel like it's it's oh, too gosh. difficult to go in like. How do you say something's a 9.2 or a 9.3? Is something really 0.1 better than another thing? So uh, basically, I, uh, somebody's been sharing around the screenshot of the 10. That's been going out a lot now. Uh, so I went ahead and... And, then, and with all due respect and, and, and sincerity, I'm saying 10 out of 10 for the Brothers of Discussion live wrestling discussion group. It's uh, 10 out of 10 in my heart. Um, Any whoozles... Check all that out. We're uh, we're on YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you guys are Red Wings fans, I highly recommend you start checking out our Red Wings content because I just did a mwah, beautiful job. Uh, we've got a brand new logo we'd like you guys to check out at BOD Hockey. And uh, we've got our, our YouTube show, which now is uh, complete with uh, the Adobe setup. We've got, I had to use Illustrator. I used After Effects. I used Premiere Pro, Photoshop. I'm, I, I am More becoming, details. That's what the people want. They're like, I, what I, software version was it? Was it 1.3.4? There's 1. a reason. 3. 4, 5? I, I'm bringing it around. You, you just wait. You're going to feel terrible here in 3, 2, 1. I just wanted to mention it because this is coming from the funds that, um, where we have our, our subscriber on anchor.fm slash brothers of discussion, where you too can also subscribe just to kind of throw out an appreciation donation to the brothers of discussion. Uh, this is where these funds are going. They're going straight back into the show. That's what happened here. So this is why I brought it up is that I'm using yeah. the full suite of Adobe to make sure that we can make these shows better for you guys. It's not going in our pockets. Nope. It's going right back to the show. There is no profit being made here. Um, I mean, the expenses that we have had over the last three years are immense without any revenue generation. Because why? We just want to come out with new content. So that's where this comes into play. And a uh, huge shout out to Amy D. We've been doing it every week. Uh, we can't thank you enough, Amy. And we're hoping that awesome. you guys are seeing, especially on the YouTube stuff, uh, maybe a step up in the quality. Um, but... Mike, let's talk some wrestling. I think we've been rambling here now. We, we never get so much banter. Uh, Matt, it was Extreme Rules this weekend. And uh, I think well, Extreme. Uh, Forgot to turn I, my I light up. I think that we were kind of bracing for a uh, middle-of-the-road pay-per-view, you know, because it's not one of the core four. Um, it's not Money in the Bank. And I think the horror show, I think it exceeded some expectations for me. Uh I think you start with uh, yeah, Ray Mysterio absolutely. had a rubber eyeball uh, coming out of his head. Uh, allegedly, I thought they it came out of Seth Rollins's his pants. I guess he was hiding an eyeball in his pants. Uh, uh, it, 
it was kind where of, did this news come from no oh boy uh, uh breaking news uh it was <laughs> a lot like steve carell in the 40 year old virgin when he would hide a giant coin in his pocket seth Rollins just always got a fake rubber eyeball because you never know when you're gonna jab out somebody's eye um man i gotta say with, thank god for twitter because i didn't notice the eye come out until the the very slowed down screenshots uh, of what happened to poor Rey mysterio um do you think that this match went far enough with no do you think <laughs> do you think that we should have seen this the dangling of yes. the eyeball absolutely um, there there is a way to do that there these shows are pre-recorded get a makeup team in there you you guys all know my former job um i love love like the actual people i worked with uh the owner of this establishment is beyond me apparently because i'm the only one who challenged her so guess who doesn't have a job there anymore um uh, but uh, I've seen the makeup artists do their work. I have a brand new appreciation for what it takes to do that. Um, and I absolutely think somebody would have loved the challenge of trying to make like on the spot. All right, this guy's got to go from face to the steps to eyeball hanging out of his face. And like even from an independent film perspective, I worked with some ladies that did some very small films. And their absolute most fun stories are when they had to figure out like... You know, how are we going to have somebody's, like, neck explode with blood when we don't have enough blood here and our, our hose only goes from the, you know, it only, it's only 12 feet and we need to reach, like, 80 feet. Like, like that kind of, I remember those stories. So put a special effects lady in there. I'm just saying lady because it's one of those, like, do I say guy or um, yeah, I don't you know what? Anyway, with, uh, uh, put a special effects right, person special in there. Effects. Could have been they a little bit it. more, and I think that it was sold. I don't know if it would have been as good if Seth Rollins didn't barf all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> that absolutely added to it. I don't know if that's just me, who uh, uh, I hate when people throw up. It makes me nauseous, but when he started barfing, I was like, oh, man, this is real. That's a real eye. <laughs> I, so this is where I fought with myself on that, because I'm decidedly, I liked it. Uh, I'm going to say... Good for the throw-up decision. But is there another dimension where we look at that and we don't want Seth to throw up? Because ultimately, this is what he wanted to do. He wanted to hurt Rey Mysterio. And he wanted to take his eyeball out. That's how this match is going to end. And to have him throw up when he sees it, I think we're selling um, the idea that it's real. But are we miss? Are we losing a little bit of Seth? Like, would it have been better if he was just, like, he picks up the eye and eats it? Like, it takes it. Okay, that that's too far. But I, you know where I'm going with this. Like, is there another dimension where Seth just looks down at Ray, just a bloody mess? Just a mess of a man. He's done with the WWE. He's got one eye. I think the only reason that they maybe didn't do that is because then, like, Seth would have overshadowed the eyeball. And by him barfing, that makes the eyeball the focus instead of Seth's character. I, you know what? Then that's what I'm saying, right? Uh, maybe Seth should be the focus. Maybe that's the question. Is the like, what do we get from the eyeball being the focus on WWE programming? Like, we don't. We're not going to come back and talk to the eyeball backstage. It's not going to be a entirely. I gotta say, I, like, this is a, a weird <laughs> moment. It's like, um, That's the eyeball. Oh. Um, 
<laughs> isn't it weird that in a show with uh, an eyeball popping out of somebody's head, that it was still overshadowed by a horror movie written and starring and produced by Bray Wyatt? Well, I think, I, um, wrongfully so, I think people still wanted to talk about that eyeball match. But this, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Braun Strowman, I don't, I don't know how to put, like, I don't know a better way to put it. Like, it, it was just, it was the best thing I've seen on, uh, on, on pro wrestling, in pro wrestling, ever. Matthew, Matthew Clink of the Brothers of Discussion. I don't know how many times I tapped my wife on the knee to get her to watch. She didn't. But I was just like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Turn her, turn I, her phone over. I think it was better than John Cena. I think Braun Strowman bought into it more than John Cena did. And they went a little more goofy with John. And it felt like they, like with this, I think they they did absolutely everything they should do with The Fiend. It 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 wasn't, right, everybody online that's going, oh, that's scary. It's like, all right, we get it. All right, we get, it's pro wrestling. All right, we know it's it's not, we don't have fucking Robert Rodriguez behind the camera, okay? Um, which, call back, uh, you know, Lucha I, Underground. I, but I thought it was kind of creepy. Um, creepy, yeah. Uh, I, I just, like, you can only go so far with the resources you have. But I, I thought the storytelling in this was amazing. Like, the throw-in of Alexa Bliss was, was fantastic. Um, you know, I I actually thought the guy that burned uh, was the boxer that he fought in Saudi Arabia. Oh. And that uh, really sold it for me. Tyson Fury? Yes. And I guess yeah. it, it was just some random guy. But yeah. I, I was watching it like, oh my god, they got the fucking boxer guy. See, I really don't, I don't care about boxing. Tyson but I was like, oh my god, they got the boxer yeah. guy to burn to death for Braun and for Bray. They, wow. Yeah. These guys um, will do anything. But yeah, I, I, to me, my final thought on this, it, it really was the best thing I've ever seen in pro wrestling. Yeah, they're getting so good at, because uh, I, I really, for all of WWE's faults, I think that they do really a really good job of hiring people who know how to do um, uh, like camera work, production value. And even for something that was just shot, you know, in a, probably a, a man-made pond, um, yeah. you know, cause obviously they're not going to go out where there's actual danger for Bray and, you know, Braun to get, you know, bitten by Florida alligators or anything well, according like that. To Matt Hardy, they were on the Hardy compound. So. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Just, it felt like you were actually in a horror movie. It never I never felt like I was out of that illusion. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and I think that inclusion of Alexa Bliss was a just masterful touch where uh, I don't think anyone saw that coming. I think we, we all just assumed it would be this kind of, um, you know, veiled uh, kind of ghostly entity. And then for, for them to bring it full circle and that uh, was it big and little was there, was yeah. there co-ed tag team for yeah. them to do a, a little self, referencing there really good stuff um because it's always a shame when wwe just for whatever reason has that short-term memory and with bray wyatt it's like he is so aware of wwe doing that he purposefully brings in all these little um webs all these you know little lines all these little threads um just really going back in people's careers to you know make these uh independent horror movies you know for john cena and you know now braun 
Uh, I'm not quite – I don't know if it's as good. I, I really I really did like the John Cena one. Um, I just think maybe it was because John is a better character than Braun. I will um, fully admit it's it could be recency bias because now I'm like, I just said that this was better than Shawn Michaels in The Undertaker. Wow. So I – do oh, oh, like right now if I had to pick one to rewatch today, yeah. I'd I'd actually pick Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. But you know who knows what that'll be come WrestleMania season. Uh, yeah, it's just, I, I think uh, I think for right now I'm comfortable with where I stand. I just you know wrestling is bouncing. You gotta, visually, you gotta tune into visually, YouTube to see the bouncing. Yeah, well, vis- uh, you know wrestling <laughs> is there is a fight, but it's usually you know it's about the story. And so Bray, he's able to just, you know, tell that story every time. It doesn't even matter. You know, we're not keeping track of, you know, whose finisher is strong against whose and uh, making sure a guy's not buried. It's it's literally, let's just see how good of a story we can tell. So it's it's fun to be at that point where you're you're kind of, you're wrestling beyond the wrestling. You know, you're just at, let's just tell a good story. So bravo. And uh, another shout out, The I got my... Ziggler, Ziggler McIntyre, the show shirt. Uh, we Ooh. already mentioned it at the top of the show, but I absolutely love that match. I think uh, I came in with a lot of questions about trying to sell a Ziggler and McIntyre when McIntyre really has done a good job of squashing. Like, even Andrade with two tag partners gets squashed. So it's like, all right, is Ziggler really going to come in and be a good challenge? And to have it be Extreme Rules for Dolph Ziggler and uh drew has to overcome i thought was a great story to tell in the ring um i'm not saying it was six stars but with what you were working with and the character you're trying to build with drew mcintyre where he can take out roman reigns brock lesnar bill goldberg ziggler wasn't supposed to stand a chance so this is how you let him stand a chance and i i thought that was a brilliant choice i've been wondering why for years wrestlers weren't making that choice it just Makes sense. So it's it's smart in the writer's room, and it was fun, and it helped Drew just that much more. Like, how are you going to help Drew build his character while fighting Dolph Ziggler? Well, they figured out a way, and I, I applaud them, because uh, we are going to yeah. talk about a couple things today. Uh, one I actually didn't put in the notes. Uh, we should probably talk about, I don't know if you saw Taz and JR uh, running one hard into WWE's backside, but... Um, no. Oh. Uh. Definitely have the Eric Young quote up here. Yeah, but I, I just, we'll, with we'll so many, him. yeah, so many things, uh, people are, are just killing the WWE. Uh, I mean, and deservedly so. I think, you know, for the most part, the Extreme Rules show finished with, with some great main events, but I, I don't know if this is a show that I would watch beginning to end. No, I mean, uh, yeah, we saw with Brock the, the big problem with him. It's, it's not just that, um, you know, you want to build up a credible champion who, who carries the whole company. It's, you know, making, um, you know, credible challengers to him. So it's not just seeing him as the main event. It's why am I even tuning into this? If he's just going to squash whoever he goes up against, um, you know, and I think that's why it was, it was a good show to see him against Finn Balor's, the AJ's, the Daniel Bryan's of the world. So now Drew's kind of in that spot and you got to think looking at the card, like, Dolph's got no chance. I mean, he's outweighed by like 60 pounds. Um, you know, Drew is billed as not just huge, but super athletic and quick. Dolph's got no shot. But when Dolph got to pick that stipulation, 
you know, he got to use uh, weapons or toys, as they call them on WWE. Um, it's, uh, it didn't just make you think that Dolph was better than Drew. It just made you think, oh, crap, there's a way for Dolph to kind of shenanigan his way into a That's championship. That's a great point. Great point. So it's, it just it worked for both guys because it was still Dolph trying to outsmart him. And then it was still Drew overcoming because it was, and it, it, for you as the audience, it was still a good show because you could still see there's still some of that doubt because of the Absolutely. advantage. Yeah. I like that. And that psychology is what I, I think we beg for week after week. And uh, to bring up JR and Taz and what they said about the WWE and never bringing up other brands of pro wrestling. Um, I, and, and Taz's point is it cheapens the show it makes it's it's them saying we're stupid what i think says we're stupid is is when pro wrestlers aren't picking what dolph ziggler picked like pick uh you know guys named dolph ziggler get an automatic win like that should be the stipulation like why the fuck isn't that the stipulation like oh god dolph's genius like but this is close this is getting this is going in the right direction um but I I, I I do want to talk about that. Did you did you watch I didn't put it in the notes, but I remembered it as we were talking. Did you watch JR and Taz with um what's his name from the AEW commentary with the mask? Um the Luchador mask. Oh Excalibur. Uh, yeah, yeah, with Excalibur uh do their little post game show. No, I didn't see that. So uh I mean I, I think I summed it up pretty good. Everybody's talking about like this two minute segment. I didn't watch the entire thing and I, I saw probably what everybody else saw. But they're they're the the argument is that the WWE is calling us stupid when they don't talk about other wrestling brands and JR and Tez will bring up NXT and WWE no problem on AEW programming because they're respecting the audience. Now here's would I mind if they did it? Absolutely not. Do I mind that they don't do it? Don't give two shits. It's the same. It, it would be the same thing to me as if you asked Game of Thrones to make sure we all knew that Friends exists, and they were like, "Oh God, you're such a Ross!" Like right in the middle of Game of Thrones, and we're like, "Huh?" And they're like, "Yeah, you know, on NBC from 1990." Like, it doesn't. These are different entertainments or, or uh, like uh, television shows. They don't, they can exist in a bubble like that. Uh, that happens all the time. I'll say classic brothers of discussion. Uh, uh, disagreement? Are you going to disagree? We no, never sta- disagree. In, in brothers of discussion, uh, classic uh, straddling the fence uh, mentality. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. Every time they bring in somebody like AJ Styles and Michael Cole's got to be like, you know, he's he's wrestled all over the world. Like he has know. said, IWGP champion. I don't know why he only says that one. I don't know what affiliation they have with WWE, but you know, they're not talking about TNA. They're not talking about you know all the other stops he's made. You know, but so I just wish that they would acknowledge that because it's not like you know, it's not going to hurt you at all. And at least for us. We know that you have to know why we know he exists. It's because of this other wrestling promotion. He just spring out of the ground like a dwarf in Lord of the Rings. Like he, he's been wrestling. That's why we know somebody like AJ exists. However, 
I don't need the X-Men to talk about Batman. <laughs> I don't need it. They can just be in their own worlds. Um, just, I, I just wish that it wasn't so taboo. And, and I still think finally of that time, Sami Zayn said AEW, and it was one of the best moments of my life. That Okay. I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll put my balls on the fence now. Um, that Sami Zayn moment was great. Uh, when I realized that Bailey's new logo when she had the championship just said AEW was pretty sweet. Um, and I don't hate, I mean, I, I think we've done a pretty good job of saying, like, support the wrestlers, don't necessarily give all your money to these companies. But on the same side of things, I consider myself, like, like, I love TV. I love movies. And yeah. uh, goddamn at all. If, I, if I'm if i not one that's... Uh, if anybody's listening, I've uh, written some shows if you want to check them out. Uh, but I, like, I wouldn't... I wouldn't sit there and focus on the fact that other TV shows and movies exist. I think, I think that even comes back to, like, a marketing aspect and how Verizon is just like... We're fucking Verizon... And I'm not saying WWE's the best, but the way that Verizon treats it, and they, they know they're the best, is they say, we're the best, uh, so either come to us or be fucked with these other companies. And what the other companies do is say, like, we're so much closer to Verizon than they think, and those are terrible ads. That's fucking awful. Yeah, like, and, think of the Pepsi challenge. Coke didn't have the Coke challenge. They're like, we're Coke. We, yeah, we, don't, we don't give Coke. a fuck. Fuck yourself. Yeah, we're number one. I don't care what you do. <laughs> That's just stuff that losers say. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I and part of that too to hear that from Taz and Jr. I thought <sighs> was almost a slap in the face to AEW. Like at some point, this company needs to get off their their coattails. At some point, they need to go. We're AEW. Let's just be AEW. Let's jump in our bubble. Let's exist for us, for the sake of us, not for battling them. Yeah, I, I mean, it, Is if they're going to do that, they're going to have to go double or nothing all in and, you know, talk about Cody working for World Wrestling Entertainment once in a while. Yeah. Eh. I yeah no you're right. I just I don't need it. I, I don't know why I, this is not the um, this is not the soapbox that I would stand on. I would back down. I don't know what initiated this conversation, but I, I would not I would not stand on this soapbox. That's actually you know what I, that's actually a great point. Do they does Cody Rhodes come out and they say made famous in the WWE? <sighs> no, they don't. Do they say, like, Cody Rhodes wouldn't be famous without his dad? Like, I'm not, and I, everybody, if you're, if you're new to the show, we love Cody Rhodes. For weeks, we were picking him as, like, our top wrestler, wrestler of the year, promo of the year. We absolutely love Cody Rhodes. But if you were real with yourself, like, those are realities. Um, so I just, that's absolutely, the point you're making, Mike, is, is fantastic. I think that's a good time uh mike with the two of the the dunk points not dunks what'd you do you hit a, a three-pointer at the buzzer that's what you did i hit a dunk <laughs> at the buzzer we lost by one <laughs> trying to hit a dunk yeah no you you went for the dunk 
and you ran out of time instead of just throwing it up because it was still on your fingertips. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's go down to Eric Young. Uh, the system is broken. It's a disaster the way it's organized. Is he talking Which about I, AJ Styles' brain? I absolutely. I <laughs> that is actually that a flat earth son of a bitch. What is Eric Young talking about? The system is broken. It's a disaster the way it's organized. Is he joining the Wyatt family post WWE <laughs> career? What's he doing? I, you know, it's it is funny. Like I wonder if Drew McIntyre would say the same thing. Um, I'm sure he's not thrilled that Heath Slater's gone, but I mean, I I sit here and I hate my former job, but I'm the guy who got fired. But I bet everybody that still works there isn't sitting there going, "Man, this lady's fucking nuts." The system is broken. It's a disaster. Um, no. That's an interesting read. I, I recommend this is a Bleacher Report uh, interview. <laughs> I just I don't agree with that because uh, Bailey, Sasha, and Asuka are running Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Uh, we have arguably the greatest WWE champion. I don't know since The Rock. I, there's I, I've never seen somebody just totally be the part like that. Yeah. Roman didn't do it. Seth didn't do it. Bray didn't do it. I, Everybody I hated f- Cena and Randy. Maybe, like, talent acquisition is broken? Like, just picking up guys so that they don't go to the the competition? Like, that overloaded the roster and resulted in all these cuts? I think, I mean, there's probably elements that Eric Young's not even considering are broken. Like, of course I'm not going to listen to you, Eric Young. When you come out, it's crickets. And I, again, God, for any new listeners, we don't hate Eric Young, but... I mean, come on, the guy came out to cricket, so what, what are we doing? Like, Mike and I would cheer. We saw him at the one uh, live show that we saw this year, and we went apeshit when he came out. We were like, oh my god, Eric Young is still under contract at the WWE. Yeah, I really geeked out. I really was, like, turning to people in the crowd for high fives that weren't being returned. And I was really just, bummed out. Yeah. Right. And it, it's just, it, it's the reality of the thing that, uh, you know, the system being broken it's just, I, I think Eric Young is defining it the wrong way. And we've been saying it for a long time. The talent, the, the roster was just way too loaded. I mean, think about like how much we are enjoying Sasha Banks and Asuka and Bailey and everything that's going on there. Yeah. But there's still. I genuinely love uh, watching Alistair Black matches, but I just don't think about them anymore because there's so many people. Like, I kind of want to see how this all-black faction kind of works out. I want to see how MVP impacts Apollo Crews, Bob, um, and Cedric Alexander, who's gotten two mentions this episode. Um, (laughs) I want to see how that pays off. Um, So if if that comes at the sacrifice of my Aleister Black matches, I kind of want to see that more right now. They're doing a really good job. He's locked and loaded and ready to go when they need him. And that's fine. Um, and it's it's great, too. Like, the other thing we want to mention is uh, Slammiversary uh, looked... Uh, they, they, they dubbed the show. This is... Uh, what is... Uh, this is going to change Impact Wrestling, I think. Or this is going to change... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. You know, yeah. that, that was just how they... That was the tagline for the show before we knew any of this was happening. But yeah, he's Slater going over to Impact, EC3. That's where Eric Young landed. And then Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows are over there too. Um, I just, all of those signings, you know, like they happened. Uh, 
keep yeah, guys I away just... from other brands. That, and I, I think it's fine to, to admit that. Um, and that's the flaw that I think Eric Young is missing. Because, again, like you said, you and I are pretty happy with the fact that the main event scene looks how it does. And I, yeah, I mean, I goddamn. Here's the thing we haven't even like sniffed at, and we completely missed it on Extreme Rules. How about Ruby Riot? That's another good one. Shut off the Woo! The tag team matches between Goddamn New Day, Shinsuke Nakamura, Shinsuke and Cesaro. Nakamura. I know. I can't believe we get I, more of that. Yeah. The the fact that 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 we have seen that week after week after week, how, we are so spoiled yeah and i and sure they don't do a tremendous job of building up uh these tag matches but i I would argue that that's been our complaint for any brand any show we watch is that the build-up kind of sucks so when you just see on the match card what it says and we can judge it at that level why that's that's pretty fucking sweet my man (laughs) that stops that was an excellent match that nobody's talking about. And Kofi took a horrific bump uh, to put over Cesaro oh, yeah. and Nakamura. Uh, double <laughs> the super power bomb through two tables onto the ground. It's always, oh, my God. It's always funny to me when the guy getting destroyed puts in all the effort to make it happen. I... Cesaro really did it safe, too. Like, he waited yeah. for Kofi to have his fingers laced behind his head, you know? So he kind of had him propped up. You okay, buddy? Here we go. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that was an excellent match. Uh, okay, maybe maybe Extreme Rules is better than I think. It really I was. I think the it. only stupid thing was <laughs> nobody interceding for Bailey just throwing on a rep shirt. <laughs> it was, I was, like, I wasn't mad. I was just kind of like, how did right. the booking go like, this way? <laughs> Why are they asking us to just be okay? And I was just, well, they're heels. I guess we'll figure it out at SummerSlam. Exactly. My my tweet at the time was, uh, (laughs) fingers through Rolodex of why this is okay. Like, it it really, like, at the time, you're super frustrated as a viewer of the show. And again, like, we can all be smarks, but I'm pretty sure when we watched Game of Thrones, we were all pretty pissed when everybody was dying at the Red Wedding. Like, we were like, oh, my God. We didn't go... Well, they're not really dead. Those are all actors and actresses, so it's okay. And, uh, you know, Daenerys is probably going to destroy the whole world with the dragon, so it's it's fine. He'll get hit. No, nobody said that! So at the time, absolutely, we could be mad that Bailey and Sasha... Why do I always have to do... Why do I feel the need to continue to argue that this is an entertainment product? I don't know. Um, Game of Thrones. I'm just really glad you God didn't bring it. up the Viper getting killed by the mountain. Uh, but... Uh... Yeah, that was, I, you know, that was a tearjerker. I think just propelling the story forward. Now we have these these two monster, like um, emotional monsters, and Sasha and Bailey. I've I don't I don't know if I've my apex for enjoying Bailey matches. I thought I'd hit it already in NXT when she was fighting for the championship. I think her heel work now is eclipsed it. It's Ooh. it's that good when she's uh, cheating, when she's uh, teasing a breakup with Sasha only to giggle and do something even more evil, uh, when she's whipping t-shirts at Michael Cole. That's obviously my favorite part. Uh, but <laughs> Bailey, she's just, there's no, I, I, it's, it's such a darn shame 
that they, they didn't figure out that they could put Bailey and Sasha at the top of the card earlier. And they, for some reason, just want to keep pushing Charlotte, who, for whatever reason, we've been over this a million times, something about her promos, I don't think they hit. I don't think they hit the crowd like, like Bailey and Sasha do. You know, it's, it's a little unfair because they get to play off each other, and Charlotte's kind of the lone wolf. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's such a superior program, everything they're doing. It's a real treat. Um, well, we got we to get going a little bit. Um, yeah. I know we just want to talk briefly about AJ Styles losing his, losing his mind. This is not the first time he's talked about uh, flat earthers oh. having a good point. Uh, but I'm glad Randy Orton jumped on him um, and called him a moron. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what more you need to see. Um, I, I mean, now that we're going to have, like, um, privately owned uh, space companies going into outer space and taking pictures of the Earth, what is to be gained? I don't understand. Like, we've we've circumnavigated the globe already. I, I can't believe we need to hold AJ's hand through this. Um, I know that these people, they prey on those who, you know, like, they'll say, you know, you should always be skeptical. And yeah, you, you shouldn't just accept things for granted, but I mean, there's a lot of evidence that we're on a ball. <laughs> Overwhelming amount of evidence that we're on a ball and not a weird yeah. disc surrounded by mountains. So, Matt, hot tag, uh, does this lessen your uh, love for AJ Styles? Oh, absolutely it does. Um, does it increase your love for Randy Orton? Yeah, it does. The scales are going like this. Whoa! Randy knows what's up on Twitter. Um, uh, no, it's a hook, line, and sinker uh, for, for Randy Orton and my love. Um, More importantly, Matt, the last hot tag, does this lower Wendy's love for AJ? Oh, God. I, for Samoa Joe's sake, I hope so. Um, <laughs> I, this, is a man, this is a man that has, has fought tooth and nail. Uh, to make his way onto the porch of AJ Styles, and I think once she catches wind of this flat earther stuff, I you know I really think this is Samoa Joe's shot to to foot foot in the door. Like if AJ brings this up inside, God forbid, I thought you were gonna drop some Hamilton on us. I'm not giving away my shot shot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, serious. Did you did you watch it? I I like though. it. I like huh? it. I don't love it. Oh, I feel God. a little weird watching it. I'm gonna be honest. Really? Oh man, I bawled my eyes out. I cried. I cried hard. I feel a little weird watching black people play uh, former slave owners who uh, George Washington, in particular, is renowned for uh, knowing that there's a rule where a slave is supposed to be free after six months. So he would send the misses down south with his slaves, five months and 29 days so that he could reset their watch, bring them back, and abuse them for labor again. So I feel a little weird doing that, and I also feel a little weird going, hey, it's time to say I like to rap, and it's Hamilton. Like, it's, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I, think, I think I'm in the minority. I, I, get, I get why people like it, but I don't know. There's those two things just set me back. I'm sorry. I I think I think if you're picking Hamilton to be the show that isn't doing enough, 
It's not that it's for not the minority I communities. <laughs> I get it. I just I, I don't know this hero worship of Washington. Uh, fuck that guy. He's a, he's a slave trader. Fuck him. <laughs> well, like I had that thought too, but I I mean I, I don't know. I, I get like Lin Manuel's connection to Hamilton. Um, uh, I don't know if we even want it. We got to get out of this, but um, no, I get yeah, why let's... people like it, but it won't be my favorite. So. Let's keep moving before, oh man, before your real opinions come out. <laughs> um, property and Howell in a minute. No, I'm kidding. Woo! Um, uh, well, man, we got one massive segment left. It's the, the Wednesday, Wednesday Night, Night Wars. Wars. <laughs> As usual, Matt had NXT and I was uh, all elite wrestling. And that Matt, is watch a it, graphic. Watching both. That graphic's coming. It's coming. It's being built right now. Hmm. Wednesday I watched both. Explosion. I think I have to go first this week. I think NXT kicked some some big ass on Wednesday. Yeah, this is uh, the first week in a while that uh, I actually forgot that I figured out how to watch both shows at once. About uh, an hour and fifty minutes. Matt, come on, AEW has split screen. Yeah, I know. I was watching it on so one I... side, and you can watch an advertisement for Snowpiercer on the other side. Oh my really? god, I could get. Four screens going if NXT does it at the same time. Um, yeah, you could get a, a, a AEW Snowpiercer NXT burn notice. You would have all the entertainments combined. Yeah, well, uh, real quick, the uh, uh, we'll throw in the numbers for this week, which again I we mention it because I guess people care about it. I <laughs> I don't yeah we don't care. <laughs> right. I mean uh, the the ratings or no. The Demo God, uh, what again? He beat Guy Fieri again. Great battle going on there. Uh, but AEW just crushes NXT this week as NXT loses like 15,000 viewers. And uh, AEW gained um, almost 70,000 viewers. So just crushing it. And they, they've won the last couple weeks. So uh, just here's the thing I think we're both going to talk about is it did not reflect the shows and mike you probably saw in my notes you may you may have adjusted them but i was i was a little critical of of uh what was going on in aew and i i am kind of like all right uh so when do when does butcher and the blade become why are they on my tv because they don't win matches but um no i i think absolutely nxt like knocked it out of the park with um a couple of great just singles matches, a fantastic introduction of a character, and, um, well, bookended with a fantastic storyline uh, with, with Keith Lee that's starting to build here. So, uh, Mike, with AEW, if you would like to... Yeah, we like doing uh, the top three moments of each show. And, uh, Matt? And also a... a uh, um... to get our thoughts out. Yeah, and also a uh, dishonorable mention, which is usually a big poop. Oh, I should pick that now. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna do my moment number three for all the wrestling that, and uh, oh, I know what my dishonorable mention is. All right. Oh, good. I'm gonna do Darby Allen coming back. <laughs> um, he did get. Uh, I was kind of hoping that would be. Uh... Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of. Go ahead. No, uh, you know he did get <laughs> annihilated by Ricky Starks, and I guess Ricky Starks, I, I. I feel like I'm watching like a utility outfielder with that name, Ricky Starks. Uh, you know, he just comes in to pinch run 
um, and play defense like in the eighth and ninth inning. Uh, but Ricky Starks came out, beat up a 80-pound guy with a skateboard, and then uh, Moxley came out with an aluminum baseball bat or a barbed wire baseball bat. Sorry, they're both made out of metal. Um, it just works for me because um, I'm always pumped to see how AEW handles their babies, like their 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 little homegrown guys. I know Darby, you know, he existed before AEW, but you know, getting his his, his you know TV time, more of a spotlight um, on All Elite. Um, and knowing that this is going to culminate in 80 pound Darby Allen fighting the muscliest guy on the card, uh, in the promotion and Brian cage, uh, I, I'm wrestling fans oh. salivating to see how that goes. Cause I can't wait to see Darby just, I, you know, bust his balls to try and put up a fight against this guy. I, Mike, the underdog has got to be Brian cage. These big fellas cannot get a win in AEW. I, I just, you know, I, I think they're too slow. I don't know uh, what you're too mean. strong. There's only no. a few examples. Brody Lee, Murderhawk, Brian Cage already. Who am I forgetting? Uh, Nyla Rose jabbed out. Uh, uh, there's another good one. Oh, Jack, Jake Jack Hager. Oh, Oops. right. Uh... That might be it. That's still a lot. Those are f- five people that they're like, these are our big people. And then Timber! And down they go. Into a- I, I, can't, I can't wait till Bleacher Report's putting out the article like, big guys just can't get over an AEW. Move to AE- move to WWE. Fuck, I fucked it up. God damn it. All right. Number Into three. Obscurity. Matt, moment number three for next extra time wrestling. Okay. So this is this is really this tough. is really so, hard. Yeah. Quick quick shout out to just Mer- Mercedes Martinez uh, kicking Shotzi's head off, only because Shotzi's match with Aaliyah and uh, you know like this doing the tank segment again, uh, just it, that was the first time where I was like, all right, Robert Stone, I think I'm done. Like he was getting run over by a tank again, but then Mercedes Martinez saved that segment. So quick shout out. It's not my it's not in my top three, but. If it wasn't connected to that and she was just kicking Shotzi's head off, I think it'd be in my top three. But I'm happy to see Mercedes in there. I'm happy to see that she ended a segment that was almost hot garbage, E-. minus. All right. So there's so much good about this show. I'm going to start my number three with Dexter Loomis and Killian Dane. Um, I read online complaints of how there was no buildup to this. Mike? Doesn't have to be built up to a fucking throwaway show on an NXT. Like, it's a it's a Wednesday night. Like, who's gonna win and move up in the rankings match? Killian Dane or Dexter Loomis? And um, I think we got what this was it was for Loomis to say, "I don't just beat the little guys." And you know, as AEW does week after week, I also beat the big guys. And Dexter Loomis is not a little guy. Um, but it, this is good to see that he can perform and do his crazy stuff against a big oh. guy. Like it, like it still works. I'm and... so glad you said that. Cause I, I, you know how much wrestling we watch. Uh, but when Dexter Loomis did that fluid kip up leg drop, like, whoop, bam, oh. I was like, like I did a spit take. I was like, hey, you know, I watched me some wrestling in my day, but that, that was, that was, that was a pretty cool spot. I, I really enjoyed that a lot. But yeah, that that that'll go in as uh, number three, and I think uh, oh, I'm out of focus. But I think uh, we've got there's so much good. I am 
I'm actually realizing now it's not going to make my top three because I just love the build of Dexter Loomis so much. Um, and I'm kind of sad. All right. Uh, I'll th- uh, fuck. Yeah, I'll do it right now. Uh, you know, Thatcher and Oni Lorcan, that, that, that was tied. That, that's also number three. I don't care. There's so much good. Guys, you got to watch this episode of NXT. Um, I actually think I like Thatcher and Lorcan better, but I, I, uh, my number two is the one I forgot about. So that's. <laughs> well, uh, number two over here at, uh, AEW, Matt. I'm going with, uh, Inner Circle and Jurassic Express. Um, <laughs> I, I love all those talents. Um, we talked yeah. a couple weeks ago about, um, uh, Omega and, uh, Hangman, you know, kind of changing up their style a little bit to accommodate guys who are a little bit quicker than them. So they kind of acted like the powerhouse. And what I liked about this match is they they changed up, um, you know, who was taking all the heat and who got the hot tag. Because Luchasaurus took all the heat. Uh, he was getting pummeled by Jake Jack. He was getting pummeled by Jericho. Uh, Jericho was at his best, um, I think, this night. And, um, you know, uh, Jungle Boy got to come in and make the rescue. Obviously, they didn't get the win. Uh, we still got a code breaker on uh, the 65 million year old man. Um, but I love watching Jericho get in these matches with these guys. And it just adds an extra bit of oomph to it because he's such a megastar. Like, he, he really is like that upper echelon with like the Undertakers, the Shawn Michaels, uh, I'm going to say it, the Triple H's, the Rocks. I think Jericho really is that good. And I know that he uses it as heat to be like, it's just an honor for you to be in the ring with me, but yeah, yeah it kind of is for the dinosaur man to get beaten up by Jericho. Yeah, you know, not a bad thing because eventually it might lead to uh, you know, pretty, pretty cool one-on-one match. But Matt, you already got your three and you know, 2.5. Right. What was your moment? Number so, two. On NXT? The three matches I'm going to pick for number two are no, <laughs> Well, I, I think it just—I gotta say, like I love Dexter and Thatcher so much that it—it's—it's—it's it's, it's my eyes bouncing between their two names, trying to pick between who's going to be number three and number two. But uh, the number two should actually be Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano, and Roderick Strong putting on an absolute clinic and the surprise of all surprise wins. Because I—I actually thought like, all right, Roddy Strong should get a singles title, uh, but no. Bronson Reed winning this match was the absolute correct choice. Roderick Strong needs nothing. Johnny Gargano can do no wrong, uh, at least in regards to his character going up or down and believability for any of these titles. Bronson Reed has now moved into, I, I don't know if I want to say upper echelon, but uh, I mean, being in the North American Championship conversation where he was just losing week after week um, and, and uh, you well, know, he's that last loss to carry yeah. He's yeah, the last it. loss to Karrion Cross was just kind of like, well, how did he get that match? What are we doing here? This doesn't really make any sense. Um, so this actually does show that it meant something now. Like, now we can look back and see that. But uh, ultimately, I, I couldn't have been happier with the surprise victory. In my opinion, very, very big surprise. And uh, the three fellers knocked it out of the park. And uh, you can't go wrong. Bronson Reed could have actually spent the whole match outside of the ring. And we could have been enjoyed uh, a clinic between Gargano and Rod uh, and Roddy, but um, you know, I'm, yeah, you know what I want to got for, It's an A plus outside of that. So for Bronson, he looks uh, remarkably like Samoa Joe, 
But I didn't realize when he speaks, it, it had been so long. He he sounds like a Hemsworth. I think he needs to kind of dive into that and really get some uh, get some love by doing like a Thor impression, you know, with like changing his finisher to Stormbreaker, you know, something like that. I I think he needs to go all in on that. Um, well, Mike, you're number one. Well, before we do number one, we got the dishonorable right. mention. Um. I don't know, man. I don't know if I really had one. It was a pretty darn good show. I, I, I guess. Mean, yeah, go ahead. I guess. I guess. I, I guess only because he's so good already. I guess. I guess I'll give it. Mm, no, I'm going to do it to the hang. Sorry, man. It's only because this this was kind of a weird spot for him. Like, Alan Angels, I, you know, I guess they want to get this guy over, at, you know, that he exists. But, yeah, It was just kind of I, – I know you wrote in the notes kind of a confusing schmaz. And it was – it was like this ridiculous squash was uh, – I, I, I almost missed the storyline because I was like, ugh, of course he's going to crush Alan Angels. And I almost missed, you know, the whole FTR and Omega and then a whole bunch of people. And here's a beer and you don't drink beer, but we do. And it was just, <laughs> I don't even like explaining it. So I'm going to give that my dishonorable mention. But Matt, moment number one, it's a team that myself and uh, and Chris on uh, the Facebook group really like, the Butcher and the Blade. I, God bless them. They can't win a freaking match, but man, do they put on an entertaining match. Uh, I really liked watching them. Uh, not lose to, but I like watching a battle, the Young Bucks. Um, the Bucks, it's Stop almost like they should never you. be in a traditional tag match for the rest of their careers because they're so much better in chaos. They're so much better in that classic Texas tornado that we used to do in the video games. We didn't have to take turns in tag matches when we were on the same <laughs> team. Yeah. Uh, that's what the Bucks are best at. They're best at, you know, organizing – um, you know, spots where you get a lot of people involved. They're, they're best when they're both out there together. Uh, and this was no exception. And the match ended in a, a terrifyingly needless double elbow drop off of the Titan Tron in AEW onto, through tables into the Butcher and the Blade. Like, we didn't need it. It's a weekly episode. You know, don't, don't injure yourselves for that. Injure yourselves at a pay-per-view. Um, but yeah, it was uh, thoroughly entertaining. Um, I thought both teams did a great job, and this is kind of where they're best at. Uh, Butcher no, Blade being violent. Uh, chaos for the Young Bucks. I was happy to find out that when it was called All Elite Wrestling, that that meant all the wins go to... The Elite. The Elite. All right, uh, so... <laughs> I just, look, what I don't want is it to be easy fodder, and right now it's easy fodder. That's, I mean, the Bucks lose sometimes. They're just on a little bit of a hot streak right now, so they can fight. Butcher in the Blade. I, that was a good opportunity to, to hand out some victories. No. We got to build right. up the Bucks for the FTR match. Anyway, man, My... dishonorable mention. Was there one this week? On Absolutely. Keith oh, Lee. I, oh, can I, can I guess what it was? Yeah. Even though I... Was it Keith Lee relinquishing? Yeah. Oh, God, was that stupid. Oh, we just had to take a logic leap last week with this guy. So but I make the challenge for you. Uh, okay. Beautiful. Bask in my glory. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where they wanted to give Keith Lee everything, and then they went, 
That's a lot. Maybe we should take Fuck. some back. Yeah. <laughs> well, not everything. Um, Give that back. No, I, and that that right there where we talk about um, like Taz and Jr. being right, where our uh, intelligence is challenged by the WWE creative. Like, what the fuck? That was stupid as hell. Um, I, I don't want to see any title like cheapened, any defense of a championship. Like now we know, like Keith Lee's like, get the shit out of. Why didn't he drop the NXT championship? Why did he not want to keep the North American championship? Why not drop both of them? Right, and try and win them back. No, I, <laughs> I, I just I hate that. Um, the only time it's okay to do it is when you're leaving the company because you're having a baby or you're you're like you have terminal illness or a long-term injury, uh, physical injury. So those are your three reasons that you can leave the company and drop your title. Just dropping it because um, you don't value it as much as your other title. No. That is challenging my intelligence. Pretending that New Japan Pro Wrestling isn't on every single week is not challenging my intelligence. But when you just drop a title for no fucking reason, yeah. Now I feel like a fucking idiot for watching and for defending WWE against Taz and JR's Why was I excited for this moment? I don't know. All right. So the number one, right. You know what? That's another, I know this isn't what you meant, but I was really excited to hear what William Regal was going to announce. And the fact that part of his announcement was Keith Lee dropping his title. Man, what a fart in the wind. All right. Um, No, it wasn't a fart in the wind. It was a bag of shit thrown into a fan that I was standing behind. Um, okay. Moment number one. I, 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 I have an idea of who it is, but Matt, what's the big reveal? Number one moment from the Wednesday Night Wars. Well, as, as my top three always get ranked, it's, it's always got a, a handful of Matt's favorite wrestlers thrown in there. Part of the reason why I couldn't decide on who I was going to have rank higher is Dexter Loomis or uh, Thatcher. But number one, it's got to be Dajakovic. Dying... In the arms of Karrion Cross for Keith Lee. I just, I, I, I can't wait to finish doing all my other graphics so that I can put together um, the uh, Titanic song to <laughs> Dajakovic passing out and telling Keith Lee to stay out of the ring. I just, I was watching that over and over and I couldn't help but hear the, you know, I don't know the words, but I just picture the sound of like that. No, no. And just seeing Dajakovic go down, oh, and, and it was beautiful. That I mean, that was my tweet. Was this this is a beautiful moment in wrestling of Dajakovic wanting to die with the ship, which is his own body, but he, he didn't want Keith Lee to come in and save him. Um, I mean, Oh, you're going to so, keep talking. I'm just going to serenade this, in the background. You could either look at this as being... Um, <laughs> no, you know what? This is better to say this is a this is Apollo uh, getting killed in Rocky IV uh, for Rocky to have to defeat Drago. Like, that's... Now, D- Dajakovic in jest is dead. I think this But was, not really dead. So uh, This is more like the million-dollar baby breaking her neck on a stool. Is it? 
That's how Dad Dijakovic looked. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was, I'm a, you know, from the perspective of Rocky Balboa, Keith Lee. I just Rocky really Balboa. wanted to up the graphic. That's all I wanted. No, I, 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 I understand. I hope that. you appreciate that. I do. I appreciate it. Um, I love you for it. Um, but that that was the beauty of that moment. And uh, I, I think it's pretty obvious that when I'm watching wrestling, Mike, you are able to throw out wrestling moves, and I'm able to just throw out moments. And, uh, and, and I like to, I like, my priority is always storyline. And to say that they're going to take, when I was a kid, easily my favorite Rocky movie was Rocky Four, And uh, our dad was angry at, at me for it. But I think that was when he started to see, like, he listens to me on conservative subjects, but he likes Rocky Four. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> start, you know, I, I'm a little kid, so when I say agreeing on conservative subjects, it's because I didn't know any better. But, um, yeah, you know, I liked Rocky. But then for me to see the parallel between my favorite Rocky movie and that moment with Keith Lee, and uh, and now Drago is carrying cross. I, I think that's that's beautiful. I can't, you know, now this story means so much to me. And I think the next step is Karrion Cross or Scarlet uh, have to kill Mia Yim. Maybe. You know, uh, one little detail that I really liked uh, when Karrion Cross was impression right when he was obliterating. Um, Tune into YouTube and check it out. <laughs> just the, uh, like, that he didn't smile. You know, that wasn't just like, yeah, I'm evil, aren't I? <laughs> It was more just he was being was like that? trying to physically <laughs> dominate Dijakovic to intimidate Keith, Keith Lee. That's that's what I liked. It it had that opportunity at the fork for him to just be like this. Yes, <laughs> you didn't think of that, Keith Lee. But instead, it was just kind of like yeah. This, that's know, why it's Drago. That's why it's Drago and Apollo. Yeah, because Drago is just a machine. Ah, uh, God, see? You you get it. You see it. This guy gets hey. it. Yeah. This guy. This guy fucks. Just like the Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> anybody watch Silicon Valley? Does anybody know that? Anybody watch uh, Rise of Skywalker? Cra when crazy reference. Emperor Palpatine was a crampo? The, uh, the guy who says this guy fucks in Silicon Valley is now the voice of Mickey Mouse. You can take uh, take that to the bank, ladies and gentlemen. All right, everybody, that was... Uh, all right, so the winner overall, I think for me, was was easily NXT. I, I And I put it in the notes. I think people are going to start to think I'm an NXT fanboy. Which You're I, slappy. I, yeah, I, I might be. I, I'm, I might be more critical of AEW than I should be. But, I mean, this... It was a gift, this match card. And I've, I'm kind of sad that people tuned out because this really was a great show top to bottom. And if you're missing Thatcher, if you're missing Dexter Loomis... You know why you liked it so much? Go ahead. NXT was not two hours of championship matches. It was two hours of propelling stories forward. Exactly. And Matthew is a sucker oh. for moments from stories. Why did I do that? Uh -huh. Um... NXT, more, I did more this. episodes like this, though. Please. Exactly. Uh, all right. So, uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Um, check us out on YouTube. If you could subscribe to the channel, that would be fantastic. We've been stuck at uh, 15 goddamn subscribers. And then when I start looking at other shows, and even like the ones that don't have any real engagement on Twitter, they still have like thousands of subscribers. So we're 
That's why we're up in the ante. We're going to make the show more fun to watch on, on YouTube. But... Uh, <laughs> now, I, on the last week's episode, I mentioned, or maybe on the hockey show, I mentioned uh, the CBD Medic ad. You could still actually use that till August 1st. So if you click on the link at the top of BODpodcast.com or BrothersOfDiscussion.com, not only can you read our articles about Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler and whatever we have coming out this weekend, you can also click on the link at the top bar of the website and uh, take yourself on over to CBDmedic.com and get a 2 Buy two, get one free discount on your CBD Medic uh, products. And you just have to use the code BOD Podcast to get that discount. Um, and that is one way you can help support the Brothers of Discussion. So if you are a uh, CBD um, aficionado, we hope that you'll check out CBD Medic and use our links and our promo code to uh, help help out the show. Anyway, uh, also check us out on Apple Podcasts. We are on Anchor. Anchor.fm slash Brothers of Discussion is where you could subscribe as a um, volunteer fund so that we can do Photoshop and stuff. Alright, uh, Google Play, uh, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Stitcher. Uh, we are on Twitter at VOD Podcast and on Instagram at Brothers underscore of underscore discussion and we are posting all of our fun memes there and if you are a fan of hockey i highly recommend the hockey podcast network and if you're a fan of the detroit red wings we cover the detroit red wings for the hockey podcast network that is the discussion five brand new logo if you guys want to check that out um whoa i almost fell through my green screen that would have been an amazing image of that <laughs> the picture of bray wyatt disappearing <laughs> that'd, that'd be great to find out the only way our viewers and subscribers go up is the slapstick. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. We'll miss you, Kyrie. Bye.